Hello. Oh my gosh, it's so good and just kind of weird at the same time to be back. I know I haven't recorded in so long. I feel like I say this every single time I record, which honestly is disappointing, but I don't want to start this off on like a negative note. I'm back for good. Um, I have lots of plans for consistent recording. I also feel like I just have so much more going on in life right now, and I also have the time to talk about them. I don't know. I don't really like know how to word this. I guess I just have a lot more opinions to share now and a lot more things that I think would be, I don't know, fun, helpful maybe to chat about. Um, so I don't know if you guys can tell by my voice, but I am feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, I'm actually boiling some water right now so that I can make a Theraflu tea right after this and knock out. Um, but yeah, how have you guys been? I think life has just been so busy on my side of things. Um, obviously, as you guys can see from the title of this podcast episode, I almost said video. As you guys can see by the title, I really just wanted to talk about the balance slash attempt at balance between, you know, school full time and working full time and having a social life, doing things in your 20s, trying to build hobbies, like making new friends, especially I think after college. It's definitely a whole challenge. Um, I think definitely being in school has somewhat helped with that for me, but I'm still trying to find my group of new friends, at least in San Francisco. Um, as you guys know, I am from the Bay. And for those of you who don't know, I recently moved, I guess not even recently anymore, because it's been like over a year. But I moved to San Francisco last year with my partner and him and I live together. And um, I guess another thing, I guess new news since we last spoke and I last recorded was that we got a dog. So I think I had mentioned in like a few other episodes that I was really trying to get a dog and I really wanted to rescue, but I wanted a specific kind of dog, you know, like I wanted a smaller hypoallergenic breed. And obviously those tend to be more expensive and like just easier to get from a breeder. And then there were like a few times where we kind of found really great options. And I think I just kind of got cold feet um, right when it just like came down to it. And so I kept kind of backing out of the idea of getting a dog that was mine. And then one day it was date night um, and this is in July, July 2nd, or I guess maybe it was July 1st, the day that we went, but it was Friday night. We had our date night and we're like, what should we do tonight? And we're like, you know what, let's just go to the shelter and like walk around and look at the dogs. Cause like going to the shelter always makes us feel better. And you know, there's just so many sweet babies to like see and say hi to. So we go and lo and behold, we meet this sweet baby angel who is currently sleeping right next to me. And they said that she had um, only been at the shelter for like four days at that point. 
and that they found her on the outskirts of Fresno by herself. And she's a little farm girl. <laughs> she's just so cute. Badia literally sat outside of her door, like of her room, and sat outside the window for like the whole hour that we were there. Like I just kept walking around, but I feel like once he saw her, he just knew that she was like the one. <laughs> and he sat outside her door and outside her window and they just looked at each other and like bonded and almost just like hung out and sat next to each other for a while. And it was just the cutest thing. And so the next day, and we didn't adopt her that day, by the way, because they were closing. Like, it was, like, half an hour to close. And they were, like, we don't have time to, like, go through all the paperwork and do, like, the meet and greet and go through the whole process with you. But if you want, you can come in tomorrow first thing and see if you can get her. So we go home and we're thinking about it, like, the whole night. And he just, like, I feel like, again, he just knew that this was going to be his dog and so he asked me to go the next morning like he because he had work and he's like could you please go like I'm so sorry but like I, I need this dog and I was like yeah I'll go so I went and waited for this little baby for like four hours because there were three or four other couples who needed to meet her and they had already set appointments and come in earlier and so I actually was like super nervous. I was texting him and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if this is going to actually happen. You know, I just don't want like you to get your hopes up, but I'm going to do my best. And all these people met her and they passed up. So I just think that they have horrible taste, but it worked out really well for us. Um, and so, yeah, we have her now. She, we did a little um, DNA test on her. And she is mostly Amstaff with Bull Terrier and Mini Bulldog mixed into her. She's all black. She just looks like a pity Amstaff mix. Um, she does have an Instagram. It's at the real Slim Zuni. Um, her name is Zaytun, which means olive in Farsi. And yeah, she goes by Zay, Tuni, Tune. Looney Tunes. <laughs> She's looking at me and like tilting her head with each of these nicknames, which is so cute. But that has been on my plate um, because I work from home and Badia does not work from home. So I get to spend the day with her pretty much. And it's been honestly really fun and just interesting to learn so much about training a dog especially because she's kind of a bigger breed and requires like more exercise and a lot more um I think like mental training as well you know um she just turned one so we got her July 2nd officially and her first birthday was July 23rd and right now it's November 4th so had her for just four months and she's a little bit over one and yeah it's just been awesome honestly I think she I always say this too like I think I really needed something in my life like this both to keep me company during the days and to just get me off my butt I think working from home can keep you so stagnant um and like seated all day and I just simply cannot do that with her because she's either gonna go potty in the house or she's gonna destroy things because she has that energy that she needs to get out and it's been super fun like having to go on a walk every single day and seeing her learn new things or like see things that she hasn't seen before. Um, I trained her to boop. So if you put 
your finger or like you put a fist in front of her and you say boop, she'll boop you with her nose, which is the cutest thing ever. And it never gets old. Um, so yeah, it's just been super fun. And I think it's also just benefited me a lot mentally with working from home. Sometimes I can just get so stressed, like literally doing homework as I'm working at the same time or, you know, vice versa, like doing work things while I'm in class on my laptop. And I feel like I can just be so go, go, go. But when she kind of like sticks her face in my face and she's like demanding attention, it really just forces me to stop for a second and pet her, which of course I think most people know, but I think it's like a thing. Like there's research done where if you pet an animal, um, your brain releases endorphins, which is like so beautiful and so cute. So yeah, that's what I have mainly, or I guess not mainly been up to, but that's definitely been a big chunk of time. And I just wanted to spend this episode talking about, you know, how to balance things. I think that that's something that I've definitely struggled with for a long, long time. Um, Both discipline, like self-discipline and balance. And I don't think that there's any shame in that. I think some people are either raised like that from a very young age, or it's just simply an inherent quality that they have, just like other personality traits, right? And for me, there might be other personality traits that I really love about myself that came inherently to me. And, you know, being disciplined um, unconditionally and also creating a balance between being like a workaholic and taking a break and, you know, knowing when to pull the brakes is hard for me and it always has been. And so I think that I've actually gotten really good at that in the last few months. And so I just wanted to talk about, you know, what I've been doing that's been working. So it is time for our cheers. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in my last, I don't think so because I don't think I had done that yet, but I actually stopped smoking weed and I know that's crazy. Um, I am going to probably do a whole other episode on this just because I think that I've learned so much through that process. And I definitely think that that's contributed to me being able to, you know, just keep my workflow going better and more smoothly. I don't think that, you know, weed is necessarily the reason for it, but I think for me, that was something that made a huge difference and ended up being a positive thing. It definitely has not been that easy. So I just want to spend a whole episode. I think talking about it would be super helpful for anyone else who's kind of dealing with that. Um, But since it's time for our cheers, I have an iced coffee as always. What else? Um, I've recently, actually, you know what? Let me just share my whole breakfast with you guys. It's actually almost 2 p.m. and I just had like a brunch situation, I think. Um, So I had an everything bagel, which I've been loving with garden vegetable cream cheese. It's the best. You can't. Just don't skip it. Don't sleep on it. And I put some turkey on there and some Chick-fil-A sauce. Ugh. When I tell you it was the best, it always hits. No matter what time of day too, like if you need a snack or if it's like post-workout or lunch, breakfast, it literally works every single time. And it's just so easy. Um, So I've been loving that. And um, I just made a coffee. I 
got the Chobani cold brew this time and it's pretty good. I think I still prefer the Starbucks medium roast iced coffee, but overall, yeah. Um, that is what I've been using. And then, oh my God, you guys, there also was this creamer that I got mainly because of the marketing. I'm completely a sucker for this stuff, but I totally fell for it. It's just an international delight coffee creamer and it's in the frosted sugar cookie flavor, but it's like the Grinch themed, which if you know me, you know, I literally am the Grinch. I am Mrs. Grinch. I love him. I just, I love the whole, like, I love the Grinch. So <laughs> I got that and I don't know. I just, I do think that it tastes better. You know, it might just be me being completely just gullible and falling for marketing as somebody who works in sales and marketing. You know, I totally am aware of this guys, but just trust me. It's so good. And my coffee really does taste like an iced sugar cookie. And so I'm having a blast. Um, so grab whatever you would like and I would like to cheers. I think that, you know, now more than ever, I am grateful for this feeling of wanting to build community with the people around me and on the internet, which is not something that, you know, I think a lot of times comes to mind first. Um, but especially with everything that has been happening in Iran with the revolution, um, if you are aware, please, you know, if you're posting and sharing, that's amazing. Thank you. If you are not, please do so. It really does make a difference. I'm asking you personally. Um, and if you're not aware, there's a ton of resources all over the internet, super easy to absorb. If you go to my page, I'm sure there will be something on my story that is super easy for you to understand and digest super quickly just to um, get some awareness on that. But more than ever now, I am grateful for the community around me and for you who are listening and to have so many opportunities in my life um, that are happening right now. And I just feel so blessed and humbled by, I don't know, by life, I guess, the last few weeks. I'm gonna get emotional. I feel like I'm gonna tear up. But yeah, I've just been in a very, I think, reflective place. So without further ado, cheers to you for being here and for getting through this day or starting another day regardless of what time you're listening this listening to this <laughs> and um cheers to us for being here and for having this wonderful conversation today okay so i wanted to talk about what i've been doing that has really helped me I think stay on track in general. Um, just for some context, I work in tech sales um, and I work at a pretty large, I guess, tech sales company, you could say. And that definitely comes with a lot of pressure, a lot of work, a lot of tasks. Um, sales in general is not very slow or I think relaxed of a job. Um, so I do that, and I also am in grad school full-time. I'm getting my Master's of Fine Arts in writing with a focus in poetry. So um, I do all of that in 
one week while also trying to go to the gym, make new friends, um, have consistent date nights, make time for my love and my relationship, keeping that balanced, keeping my apartment clean and nice and just cozy and eating healthy instead of eating out. I think all of it, I don't know when, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I talk about this, I'm like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like just figure it out or it doesn't really seem like that much. But I also feel like when it comes down to it and the real day-to-day life, it's so challenging. And sometimes it can just feel like, you know, you grab like one side of, you know, like the sheet of the bed and then the other side comes off. It's literally like putting a fitted sheet on your mattress by yourself is what it feels like. Um, and I just, you know, I don't think that it's ever going to be perfect. I think balance is always so hard to achieve, but if I can get like 80% of my goals or my tasks, or, you know, if I feel like 80% of it is okay and on track for the week, then I feel satisfied. And I'm actually recording this on a Friday and I feel like this week has been pretty satisfying. I am pretty pleased with how it's gone. Um, I think a big part of that, so I guess jumping into the first tip is finding what works for you in terms of what times you are most productive and in what areas. So for example, I feel like in the mornings, I am more productive when it comes to like my home things. Like I like getting up and the first thing I do is, you know, like I'll make the bed and spray fabric spray all over my bed, which is just an added touch, but it makes me feel more put together. And then from there, you know, I'll go into the kitchen and unload the dishwasher or, you know, put things away, just make sure the kitchen is clean. And it's interesting because I've used to kind of just get up and jump into my laptop. And then, you know, when I had a break, I would like get up, go make breakfast, you know, leave the dishes and then make the bed later whenever I had like my next break further on in the afternoon, maybe around like two, three, right? Maybe put the dishes away then. And I just feel like that alone for some reason because I think subconsciously I know that those tasks are building, I I just don't want to do it. And then, you know, towards the afternoon and evening on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to go to campus. I have class at 6 p.m. So um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, if I like have a messy home and it's like 3 p.m. and I planned on going to the gym too before class and, you know, I've kind of just like left my – house things or like my own chores and I don't know like let's say I have an assignment or like a reading or something that I need to do too it just feels like so just mounting and it feels so frustrating and just impossible to tackle but I think for me I realized like okay no I just I need a second and by a second I mean a couple of hours to really like get into my day and so now what I'll do is I'll get up first thing I'll make the bed so that I don't get back into it because I know I will or I'll be tempted to or it'll just feel messy every single time I go into the bedroom and I make sure to go into the living room and, you know, I say hi to Toonie. She sleeps in the living room and we get up and um, I'll either, you know, put the kitchen together 
then or hopefully you know we've done it the night before and so everything will be clean and organized and I will instead of waiting to take her out to go potty um, I'll just take her right away and then that also forces me to go for a walk which again you know I mentioned this earlier too like that's been super helpful because then it just wakes me up so even if I'm going and I'm like okay I'm going but I'm getting myself a latte for six bucks that I genuinely don't need to when I could make coffee at home, that's a different subject. I need to make a whole episode about unnecessary spending in your 20s. But um, even if it's just that, like that alone, when I come back, I feel so refreshed and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get my day started, come back. I know that I need to give her breakfast and just jump right into my tasks from there. So I feel like morning time is really good for me to do chores um settling into the day kind of through the afternoon in general until like two or three is when I get the bulk of my work tasks done I do work from home and I work in tech so of course you know I think I am definitely coming from a place of privilege in the sense that you know I don't have somebody breathing down my neck to like be on it or be you know doing something 24 7 but I do also you know definitely get all of my shit done and I don't fall behind on anything. So I think that's also a key part of it, but definitely knowing when you're the most productive and when it's like most natural for you to be the most productive has been really helpful because I just know that I'm going to do my work tasks and probably my brain is going to tap out of work or, you know, pretty much check out around like 3.30. So around like 3.34 ish, I'll start getting ready and go to the gym if I have a workout that day or I'll get an assignment done. Um, but I usually try to just kind of check out of work a little bit. I also, again, work in sales. So I do start a little bit earlier and a little bit earlier, um, kind of just depends on the day, but I'm like, I hope my boss isn't listening to this <laughs> and thinking like she's not doing her job, but, um, yeah. So I'll do my workout and I feel like getting in a workout on especially the days that I know I'm going to campus that's been a really great way to kind of create some structure for myself knowing like okay at least every Tuesday Thursday I'm going to the gym at like 4 30 and you know gonna work out until my class starts at 6 6 30 and I just know that that's a part of my schedule that's a non-negotiable um and then of course you know doing homework and assignments. For me, a lot of that is reading and just writing. We don't really have a lot of, I would say, assignments in this typical sense. Like I don't really have homework, but my homework is to write and to build on my thesis. And a lot of times, actually, my most creative times are late, late night, (laughs) like right when I'm going to sleep or like if I'm in the shower. or driving back from class, pretty much when I'm really, really tired, I've noticed that I actually have the most inspiration and usually the most ideas come to me. So instead of trying to carve out, you know, a piece of time and stressing myself out about like from four to 5 p.m., you know, I need to like sit down and write eight poems. Instead of doing that, I will just, you know, allow myself to take some time for myself and have some me time at the end of the night and, I don't know, I can either brainstorm and try to write something or journal and see if anything comes to me. Or if nothing is coming to me in terms of me writing, I'll pick up a book of poetry and 
skim through and just highlight or underline, you know, words or things that are standing out to me. And that's sort of, I think, been a rough sketch of like how I've been structuring things and organizing. Um, another tool that has been super, super helpful that I don't know how I ever lived without before is my Google Calendar. Everything goes on my calendar. I recently also started color coding everything in Google Calendar. You can go through and, um, you know, set labels depending on like what category you want it to be in. So I have the personal category, academics, work tasks, like one-on-ones, you know, you name it. And honestly, having things color-coded is just so satisfying and motivating at the same time. I also have a physical planner, but I use that mainly to write down my to-do list for every single day, which is another task. I, for some reason, don't like having a to-do list on my phone. Um, The calendar, super helpful. I can check it from my phone or my laptop wherever I am and make sure I'm not forgetting about anything that's coming up. But for tasks that I need to get done in the day, I really prefer a physical list because I can then, you know, as we all famously know, can go through and cross it off and put a check mark next to it. And that's just so satisfying for me. It makes me feel so accomplished. Sometimes I'll go back and literally put things on the task list after I've done them only so that I can cross it out. And so that when I look back at it at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I actually did things today. So that is, I think, one other way that I have found to be helpful and motivating to just keep going. So I have two more tips and then I'll be wrapping up this episode. But um, one thing that comes to mind often for me, and again, this might not work for everybody, but I actually feel like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I, not even when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I think sometimes and most of the time, a lot of people underestimate what they actually are capable of doing and getting done. And, you know, when you add all those things to like your task list or you're like, oh, I couldn't like add, you know, like a part-time job onto this, or I can't add like going to the gym like this, or, you know, I don't have like the energy for these plans. Like, trust me, I'm the first one to say that I don't have energy for something and that I need to retain my emotional energy because I'm so afraid of getting burnt out because I've had that experience before. And it used to happen to me a lot, a lot where I would feel super burnt out and drained. And then my mental health would like be in a really bad place. And I would just start having the worst anxiety and the worst panic attacks. And really it all just stemmed from exhaustion and just not listening to myself at all. Um, And so what I actually found was that a lot of times when I felt like scared to do more was actually the best time for me to add more to my plate. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive, please just bear with me. But for example, if I've had a super long week from like work and school and I have like a ton of assignments and I, you know, I'm getting them done and then I have class in like two hours and I'm sitting here and just thinking about how badly I don't want to go to class, like the last thing I want to do is go to the gym, right? Like I'm I'm just like the idea of like going to the gym right now, right before class when I'm already so dead and I've already just been thinking about how much I like want a vacation or I can't wait for it to be the weekend and just like not have anything to do. 
is like so it's such a like prominent feeling right and it's hard to shake and it's kind of hard to like force yourself to do things like that sometimes because you're like am I literally gaslighting myself right now like I'm exhausted go away like me at me shut up you know um but then when I force myself to go to the gym I actually feel so satisfied that I did that or I just feel better after the gym in general because you know endorphins whatever or I just feel powerful because I forced myself to do something and of course like if you're exhausted and you go to the gym and you expect yourself to like run five miles and you can't do that and you feel like shit afterwards, like sure, that's crazy. But having myself like go to the gym and just being like, okay, I'm going to hit like 12, 3.30 or I'm just going to walk on the treadmill for like 45 minutes and at a comfortable pace and like watch YouTube or something like that or even 20 minutes, whatever time you have, it always ends up being worth it because more of the mental effect that it has on you than anything you just feel like okay well I did something that was productive and it kind of stands out to you a lot more than just like getting your work and your school stuff done because I think that kind of stuff is just kind of an expectation like well duh like I should be getting this done or like that's like the bare minimum that we think of in our minds whereas like first of all no you're doing so much you're working so hard you're doing amazing, sweetie. I'm literally, if nobody has told you this, I'm so proud of you. You're trying so hard and it's not going to waste. But a lot of times with things like school and work, because those are just our like typical quote unquote responsibilities, we're just like, yeah, like I need to do that. And I'm an adult. Like this is my life now. Like I just have to be productive and do things that I are assigned to me. Um, but when it comes to like getting in a workout or even like getting a drink, like with friends after class or, you know, I don't know, like making plans for something or even like texting the group and making plans for that weekend, like those kinds of things can feel so exhausting when you think about them. But then when you do them, it actually makes such a difference because it's not your typical work school, like adulting responsibilities you know what I mean like I think taking care of your health and your social life like your mental and physical health is a responsibility but when you do tasks pertaining to those things and you don't take your foot off the gas um and you like kind of fulfill your personal desires and passions and you start kind of like taking responsibility for those things and for the satisfaction of those things it ends up really, really helping you feel more motivated and feeling more like it's like fair. You know what I mean? Like life feels a little bit more fair in terms of, yeah, okay, like tomorrow I'm going to have to go back and do my job again. Or like I just submitted this assignment and I have another essay due next week already. Or I have like 500 pages to read or I submit something and my professor didn't like it or whatever like the case might be. But I just think that you know, when I take some time to like go work out, I always feel a lot more reset and a lot more ready to go back to things like work and school or my house tours and things. Or, you know, I think like having like one night with my girls or um, getting a drink like before class or after class with the girls like is so satisfying and can genuinely reset you so much more than you think. Um, And again, I think like the importance of community is so important. I feel like I'm definitely somebody who isolates when they're not feeling well 
again, because I feel like drained and, you know, I'm kind of afraid to like get to that point where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out. I'm having panic attacks every single day. And I like don't know what to do because again, this used to happen to me so much where I would reach a point where I was so drained and hadn't like listened to myself and my body at all. And then I would either literally get a physical injury. Like I almost tore my hamstring once or twice. And again, like I've injured my back lifting weights, like just kind of going so overboard with things like that um, and feeling super drained. And then, you know, someone's like, hey, like want to hang out? Which like, yeah, if you think about it realistically, like maybe hanging out with them is actually going to make me feel better than being by myself, right? Because, like, they're going to make me laugh or, you know, just, I don't know, you know, good activities, good energy are definitely going to be helpful. But then, again, I don't want to get, like, anxious and burn out. So I'll say no and then I'll isolate and the cycle just continues. It just doesn't end, it seems. Um, And, of course, I am saying this with the awareness that some people are more introverted than others and – you know, I definitely think that I used to be super, super extroverted. And as I got older, especially I think past COVID, um, I definitely have become a lot more introverted and I enjoy my own company a lot more, which is great. But again, I'm saying that even for those people who like are introverted, like myself, actually, um, it genuinely does, I think, make a difference to push yourself past that comfort zone And again, that doesn't mean like go hang out with, you know, necessarily like strangers or people that you're not like super comfortable with when you're already kind of like on the verge of a mentee bee. Um, But, you know, like maybe having a one-on-one time with somebody or like having a glass of wine together while you write, you know, like an essay or an application thing or whatever, or getting work done together at a cafe if you work from home or even... FaceTiming and just existing on FaceTime together while you work with someone that you feel comfortable with, like that has been so much more helpful. I think a lot of times it's like we think that to find balance, you need to get one thing done. Like we need to just check things off and not multitask. But I've actually found that multitasking has literally been my like all savior, (laughs) both just like multitasking emotionally and physically, all of it. Um, and then my last tip, I guess, to end this off here is that it takes time for things to settle and for them to stop feeling so like new and overwhelming. Like sometimes things are going to feel overwhelming because it's still so unfamiliar like I think when we first got the dog too and just grad school, again, like this is my second year of grad school. And let me tell you, this year is definitely so much harder. Both my workshop and my seminar are so much harder than they have been the last two semesters. And I was writing like 30 pages a week, every week for my thesis course over the summer. I just kind of was like nonstop. I've had so many things happening like things happening pretty much every weekend for the last few months which like at the same time i'm like knock on wood like i'm so grateful to have people that i love and to have so many things going on and to be able to go to these events or you know get togethers or whatever but 
I think that I've been missing a lot of like self fulfilling and self growth moments the last few months just because it's been so social. So I definitely have felt a little bit kind of, you know, um, exhausted, if you will. I don't think I'm overwhelmed yet, but I think I have had moments where I felt super overwhelmed just getting back into the semester and kind of going back to the swing of like work, school, fall, like school year vibes, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I was like feeling super overwhelmed the first few weeks and I just kept going and I just kept trying to like make as much time for things that were just about me or even just again like taking the dog for the for a walk while I'm home alone like again that's almost like forced me time and just forced like good activity that's not worker school for me and um you know even just taking like an extra five minutes in the shower to use like a super good smelling scrub like go pick up a scrub from target or go make a scrub put like coffee grounds sugar coconut oil together and just take like five extra minutes in the shower to do that and i promise you like i think all of these things used to sound so just like bullshit and so crafted for me again like i'm not a therapist so i'm not you know something like deeper is going on and it's like serious please you know i encourage you to find help um i have done that and it's fantastic definitely 10 out of 10 recommend therapy to all but i just mean like in terms of your day-to-day keeping a balance can even come down to just five minutes of interrupting your mindset and the your like mental activity of thinking about other things that you have to do thinking about things that do not pertain to you like your work your school like other people in your life or the house that you need to clean or like the errands that you need to run like none of those things are like what am i doing for me like how am i serving me so i think you know even just taking a second to do something small for yourself because of the contrast that it offers within like our day-to-day lives because nowadays we're all just working and going crazy over you know our lives and trying to succeed and reach our goals and stuff which is a beautiful thing but i think having that interruption and having that contrast is so so necessary to fill your tank back up and it doesn't have to be something where it's like you know i don't have time to take like a two-hour bath or i don't have time to like take a vacation or to like take a few days off work or whatever it doesn't even have to be that crazy it can just come down to taking five extra minutes in the shower or after the shower or getting up and putting on like a really nice smelling lotion while you're working like get up and go put some lotion on your arms or something that you really like or something special, go put some oil in your hair, brush your hair, like anything small that is just pampering the self, like emotionally or physically, I feel like can make such a difference and just kind of adds a little pep back into your step. And I don't know, I think I was feeling, you know, overwhelmed here and there, like when the semester first started and then all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, I've actually had so much more to do the last couple of weeks than I have had in last month. But at the same time, I feel like the last couple of weeks, I realized suddenly that I wasn't feeling as like, oh my God, holy shit, what do I do type of feeling? Like I just was like, okay, great. Like another thing on the plate, another thing on the plate. Like, I don't know if it's like we get to a point where you just kind of like, not become like numb, but you're just like, okay, cool. Like 
great. It's just never ending. Like, I'm glad that we're here. Uh, you know, like you're kind of like twitching or if it's just genuinely that we adjust and like get used to it and are able to, I don't know, like get through it all. But overall, I feel like, you know, again, giving it time, allowing things to kind of settle in, allowing yourself to get used to a certain workflow, to a certain amount, to a certain expectation and making sure that you sprinkle in moments of enjoyment and I don't know, just absolute delight. Like even something as small as like getting a holiday drink that you love, I think can be so special and can just make you feel so much better. Yesterday I was not having the best day and then I got a Starbucks because they released their holiday drinks yesterday and I have to go um, every time it's the first day because I'm so basic. And honestly, the moment I saw my coffee just come to me in a little Christmas cup, I was like, life is great. So I don't know. I think, I don't know. Sometimes also all of these things aside, sometimes you just need to take a nap. I'm also a big advocate of that. I think naps have been definitely a new but welcome addition to my life. And they've genuinely just made such a difference in terms of like, again, resetting. Um, but yeah, I'm going to make a whole other episode on how not smoking weed has changed my perspective, um, both just on being productive and also my perspective on relaxing and what it truly means to relax and just how that's affected my productivity, my sleep. So let me tell you, when you stop smoking, it's sleep is a complicated one. After that, just for a little bit, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to just come on here and chat about all this stuff today. I feel excited to continue recording and hopefully, you know, the next few episodes will be a lot smoother. I think I sound a little rough here, both just feeling a little under the weather, but also not having done this for a minute. So I think, you know, I'm roughing it a little bit today. I feel like I sound a little bit like a rookie, but we're getting back into it and I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I should have done my cheers with Theraflu, which I still haven't had, by the way. I literally set the water to boil and I'm still drinking this iced coffee. So I'm going to go and drink the Theraflu and sleep off pretty much the rest of the day. (laughs) I'll probably upload this first, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am glad to be here catching up. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and I hope that you come back for the next one. And if there are any ideas or suggestions for podcast episodes, I would love to know. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I think I'm going to create an Instagram for the podcast specifically, actually. It's just an idea though. Um, But let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. And I will hopefully see you in the next one.